think that if we can understand that he is not only our Savior, but he's Lord of our life. And many of our problems are caused because we won't acknowledge that and follow the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Philippians chapter 2. Let's read beginning with verse 2 of Philippians 2. We'll begin with verse 9. I'll get it right here in a minute. Paul said, Wherefore God hath also highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You get a man, a woman that professed to be saved and been hurt by the church or the pastor or somebody in the church, they'll come back with you a lot of different uh, answers because they're hurt. But uh, as God said here in verse 11, that every tongue should confess, confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And we need to look at that last uh, six words or so. Just the last seven words, to the glory of God the Father. Everything that Jesus asks us to do or want us to do, it is for the glory of his heavenly Father. He died because his Father asked him to. And uh, we forget that. But the characteristics is even more marvelous when we consider the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord. What does that mean? You know, uh, how much more should we endeavor to take this and other characteristics of Christ? Now, you know, uh, we hear different views when we go to conference and we hear it preached. You know, he's my Savior, but I'm working on him to be my Lord. I can't find that in the Bible. Maybe I've overlooked it somewhere. But God said in Matthew chapter 10, Matthew chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, the Disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. That's a little L. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Belzebub, how much more? So they called them of his household. By the master of the household, Jesus means himself, who is the master of the family, both in heaven and in earth, who is the son over his own house. Uh, we won't go into this 
this time we've drawn into it pretty deep over the years. The husband is to be the head of the house, but Christ is the head of the husband. So you can't uh, have, you can't have a person, I can't say that, hey, I'm Dora's husband, I'm the head of that house, so I make the rules. Not if you follow the Bible. The husband of the house, and probably this could be way to Father's Day, but uh, I'm going to give a more strict account of our household than my wife will. So, you know, people say, well, I don't agree with that or I don't see that. It really doesn't make any difference what I see or what I agree or what what saith the word. And the word tells us that the father is the head of the house. The husband is the head of the house. But when you speak of the lordship of Jesus Christ, he is Lord over all. So if I'm under his subjection, I guarantee you, my wife will have no problem with me being the head of that house. See, the problem is not most time that the wife is in subjection to that, but she's in subjection to the husband saying, I'm the boss or I'm the head of this house and use scripture on her when he doesn't go ahead if she hasn't been taught that Jesus is the head of all houses. Every Christian home, Jesus is the head of that home. So that's why it's so important. Uh, you know, that's why I, uh, personally, you know, and I've got nothing against it. I don't, you know, this is a personal feelings. Uh, I won't perform a marriage between a slave and a lost. That's my convictions. So I have the right to believe that and you have a right to disagree with that. But uh, God wants us to be equal, you know, and we need to be equal. And if we're not together on the word, we're going to be uh, off on a lot of things. I shouldn't give them no advertisement, but you know, there's a local church here that uh, next Saturday they're going to have a whatever it's called, you know. You can go and take your animals and let them pray for, for your animals and you can drink, you know, have food and tea and pop and beer. And, you know, it, and they're doing that in the name of Christ, you know. And... Uh, I actually got mad because uh, I was brought up in a Presbyterian church. And as I studied doctrine, which I have, the Presbyterian church is closer to the Baptist doctrine than any Protestant church. But all Protestants came out of the Catholic church. That's what Protestant stands for, you know, say, protest so and I'm very you know 
I don't ask anybody else to do it, but, you know, every time I'd go into a hospital, and I hope I don't have to go anymore until the Lord takes me home, but they always ask me, are you Catholic or Protestant? I'm neither. I'm Baptist. Independent, fundamental, Bible-believing Baptist. Don't ever say any more about it, but I don't want to be identified with something that I'm not. And I don't want to be identified with when somebody looks at that advertisement and says, see, they're Christians too. No, they're not. No, they're not. And if for sake that I'm wrong, then they're Christians out of the will of God or they're ignorant. I would hate to have a fellowship meal in this church and offer beer. Do it in the name of Christ. I'd be afraid. I wouldn't want my dog around me or my wife around me because I would be looking for God to strike me dead. That's how serious it is. But in order to call Jesus Lord, we must recognize his deity. You know, there's a couple, three things we want to look at, and we certainly won't cover all of this today. Uh, But uh, he is eternal. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. The Word was in the beginning. That's Jesus. The Spirit was there. Then the Word became flesh, dwelt among us, so that we could relate, so we could be taught. But when we say that in order to call Jesus Lord, we must recognize His deity, He is eternal. In Michael chapter 5 and verse 2, whose going forth have been from old, from everlasting. In other words, Michael is saying there wasn't a time that he wasn't here. There was a time that he wasn't here in the flesh, but there wasn't a time that he wasn't here because the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So that's, that's why they, you ought to be, if, if you're not, you ought to be very particular about which version of the Bible you use. You know, and all of these people get a, I don't know, a wild hair under them or something. You ought to try this. It's so easy to understand. You can't understand the most simplest portion of the Bible unless the Spirit of God teaches you. And people say, well, I don't agree with you. You've got a right to be wrong. I don't argue with them at, at all. If you believe something, you ought to be able to prove it. John 1, verse 1 and 2, which you probably already know, but uh, John chapter 1 and verse 1, he said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, notice now. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus Christ. If Jesus Christ was here this morning and he was reading John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, he would read exactly 
what the King James 1611 said. He said in verse 2, the same was in the beginning with God. So, notice, the same was in the beginning with God. In the beginning, God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. They were all there. And if you don't believe that, you're going to have trouble and you'll open yourself up to believe that one Bible is just as good as another as long as you are sincere. What if you're sincerely wrong? Isn't that amazing that if we don't know what a word means, what do we do? We look up old Webster. Who is he? But see, over the years, we know he is an authority on the word. And Daniel Webster, who was very important, he was a Baptist. It doesn't surprise me that God would use Baptists to be the one who brought the word together in the form of a dictionary and to prove to yourself, not to prove me right or wrong, but to prove to yourself, you know, I've got a old, old Webster's Dictionary. Then I've got a new Webster's Dictionary. And it's amazing how the words have changed. Not for the better. They change because that's the words we use, you know. We see in Hebrews 13, 8, which you probably memorized this verse, where it said that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. That means if Jesus believed something, he wrote it in the Old Testament under the hands of men, just like he did the New Testament. But, you know, people will tell me, Brother Vance, I'm a New Testament Christian. I don't necessarily agree with the Old Testament. If you don't agree with the Old Testament, what makes you think the New Testament is right? The same God. The same God spoke it. That's why that if you go and uh, I attended Lexington Baptist College and I attended Cincinnati Baptist College, you know, isn't it amazing that those colleges are not in focus anymore? You know why? Because parents did not want to send their young people to a college where Jesus was the number one subject. If you got an education that tells you that Jesus is not God and God and Jesus are not one, you better drop out because it will not do you good. But he said in Revelation chapter 1, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8, notice what God said. He said in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8, now, notice this, this verse. 
He said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty. He was there in the beginning as Alpha. And Omega is life when everything is finished. He'll still be there. So in order to call Jesus Lord, we must recognize his deity. He is the creator. Galatians chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1, verse 16. God said, For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, All things were created by him and for him. Now, if you're a Democrat, I apologize in advance. But somebody asked me, why would Biden and that bunch be in power? Because God put them there. If God is not in charge of who's in office, then he's not almighty. He doesn't know it all. Why did God allow your wife to have cancer? Well, I always used to say, when I get the glory, I'll ask, but when I get the glory, it won't matter. <laughs> because the former things will be passed away. That's why I tell these people that hate my guts, if you make it to heaven, you won't hate my guts. Oh, I'll always hate you. Then you won't make it to heaven. You know, that's simple. We disagree with a person, but that word hate, when we said, if I say, Brenda, I hate you, what am I telling, what am I telling Steve about his wife? I'd like to kill her. That's exactly what I would be saying. So he is the creator. He is equal with the Father. In the book of Philippians, in the book of Philippians, just turn back a book, and we'll see here in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 6, Philippians 2 and verse 6, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He wasn't, he said, I'm not taking anything away from God the Father by saying I'm equal with him. Why? Because we're one. That's why that if you got a marriage that God put together, God joined you together and you're one. You're one. You two became one. God became three, all same power, but different positions, see. 
God says in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, talking about he's equal with the Father. He said, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of the angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up unto glory. He's equal with God because he is God. He's God in the flesh. I can't see your spirit but your spirit is part of your trichotomy. Every human being is a trichotomy. You've got a body, a soul, and a spirit. And either one of them be unbalanced, and you've got a problem. You know, but yet people get all upset if you would indicate, even indicate, that uh, you may have a demon in you. You may be influenced by a demon, you know. How dare you say that? Well, you're either following God or you're following the devil. So you decide who you're following. And that, see, what we don't know makes us mad, makes us uncomfortable, makes us doubt. You know, that's... uh, why that I I learned very early in my ministry. You can disagree with me, but I'm not going to change until you come to me and sit down and say, Pastor, I want to show you where you're wrong. Has anybody ever done that? Absolutely. An old hard-shell Baptist scraped me out on predestination. Did I get mad at him? Not at all. I thanked him. Because if you're saved, truly saved, if you're wrong, you want to be right. If you don't want to be right, you've got more problems than just disagreeing with your wife or your neighbor or somebody. Jesus is Lord. He is the head of all things. He is the head of all things. You know, uh, I don't know whether I can I can tell you a fact, and my beautiful wife was here; she could verify it. When we got married, uh, you know, I just started at, at IBM. If they had food stamps, I would have been eligible for food stamps back then. We had it rough, but my wife worked at Kmart. And she bought me three shirts. You know how long it was ago? Fifty-some years ago. Do you know that I still wear those three shirts? There's not a hole in those shirts. She don't have to iron those shirts. So when they come out, this new shirt you can buy for $80, but you never have to iron it. You could have always made that clothes that way if you didn't take it out. I mean, I'm just amazed. <laughs> you know, Doris, you ain't going to wear an old shirt again. Feels better than any shirt I got. Why would I bring that up? 
God is in all things. If you're having a hard time, if you're saved, if you're in the will of God, he can take that egg and feed five people if he wanted to. People say, I don't believe that. He's God. He can do whatever he wants to do. Because he's Lord. He's not just my Savior. He's my Lord. He's my Lord and Savior. Galatians chapter 1. He is the head of all things. Galatians 1 verse 17 says, And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. What does that mean? Some of y'all remember that I, when Donald talks, Donald won the, but Donald use his car to pick up people. I mean, Donald probably picked up more people than any other member of our church. And he never, back then, he, he never had a real decent car. But that old car just kept running. Just kept running. Because he used it for the Lord. But why shouldn't he? That car belonged to the Lord. Your cars belong to the Lord. Because he said, He is before all things, and by him all things consist, and he is the head of the body, the church. You see, at the Definite article. What does definite article mean? There ain't but one church. D. He is the way. There's not five ways to get to heaven. There's one way. He is the way, the truth. The definite article. Truth. You may have your opinion what that verse means, but God will tell you what that verse means because the Bible interprets the Bible. And if you don't study the Bible, you just read it, but you don't study it, you're not going to find out those things. So that's why did God add you to a church where you trust the pastor and you trust the Sunday school teachers, you trust the leaders, and you follow along. So let's make sure because they're human. But he said, and he is the head of the body of the church who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have, what? The preeminence. He's going to be in charge of all things. I wasn't. He's dropping. I just heard you telling your sister that you had to work here or whatever. But one day I'll get with you what y'all going to do. I don't know. None of my business. I don't care. But God already knew you were going to say that. Yes, I don't believe that. 
then he's not God of all. He's not omnipotent, I'm not present, I'm nissing. He's all-powerful, he's everywhere, he knows it all. If he does, what in the world does God not know? He knows exactly what we're thinking. And if we won't say it sometimes, but God heard you, God knows what you're going to say, and you will stand at the judgment seat for every idle word. I feel sorry for those rappers, you know. That's all that is. It's minutes and hours of noise. You know. And and I realize you the young people <laughs> like it, but when you when you become adults, you'll throw that old silliness away. That's just my opinion. Because you ought to know what somebody is saying. And we should never be afraid to tell somebody how we feel. Well, I don't want to make them mad. Then they're not your friend. Jesus don't disagree with me because he doesn't like me. He disagrees with me because if he doesn't, I'll never learn. Notice with me in Ephesians. That boy, you don't use a lot of scripture. Amen, I like it that way. Don't have to worry about being wrong if you use scripture, amen. Amen. God said in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 21, notice what God said. He said here, for above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which to come. And have put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. I believe some things about the church that if it's left to me, I probably wouldn't believe that. But it's his church, you know. And he said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So he says here, you know, in Ephesians chapter 1, you know, beginning with verse 21, and then in 22, he hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things in the church. He's the head of the church. And if I preach something that's not in the Bible, I'm wrong. If you believe something that's not in the Bible, you're wrong. He is the head. That means he is in charge. Then he said in verse 23, he's head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. This church is his body. That's why that 
we ask people not to bring food into the sanctuary. If you're hungry, you know, get it, take it out in the fellowship hall or outside. But you don't eat in this. This is a sanctuary. This room been set apart so that God can speak to us and teach us. He also tells us in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 15, I believe, he said, But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Christ is the head of the church. So when I was over the maze lick, when I left here a few months trying to, uh, so the assistant pastor could take over and without any problems, I was out, you know, so he didn't feel like he had to do everything the way I did it. So I went over to a Baptist church there in maze lick, and I went in quietly, took my seat, and a man got up to preach, and his statement it was his sermon it was on homosexuality. And he said, I know a lot of you may not understand this, but God made them that way. And I took about 90 seconds to breathe, you know. And I got up quietly and walked out. The Spirit is not anywhere where error is taught. So Monday night, who showed up on my front porch? Three little dickens from that Baptist church. I said, I'm disappointed. I thought you would have sent the main man. I said, all I'm asking you guys, show me in the Bible where God put his blessings on homosexuality. Well, what do you think that God thinks about him? I can tell you what he thinks about him. He killed them all. Well, well, is that all you just said? You don't even want to know where it's at in the Bible? See, some people don't want truth. But I said, guys, if you've got any homosexuals in your church, you get a preacher in there that God has called, he'll preach grace, and they can be saved. And they can become some of your best members. Ephesians 5.23 God said, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, And he is the savior of the body. We've taken 16 trips to Georgia at the cancer center. We've spent thousands of dollars. Why do you do that? I'm her husband. It's my responsibility to take care of her. 
And it is Christ's responsibility to take care of the church. For he is the head of the church. So if I take this long on the next two pages, I mean, we got two Sundays like this. I hope some of you will, will, will still be here. But Christ, he has full authority and power. Because in Matthew 28, we're getting ready to close here. In Matthew 28 and verse 18, he said, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now let's just think about that. He has all power. What kind of power? All power. That means that uh, he can take my wife and by the time I get home, all her cancer is gone. All of her pain is gone. And she's like she was except older. Why doesn't he do it? I doubt if I'd be as close to the Lord as I am today if I hadn't had some of the problems or troubles that I've gone through. But wouldn't it be a shame for go through all this and still come out hating people or saying I don't need the Lord or I don't need a church? It's God that does the healing. why that my wife they believe that she has a heart problem she said who do I go see I said see a proven team take my team they'll tell you whether you have a problem and they'll lead you into what needs to, to take care of that problem and see like everybody else why would you choose them because the night before I went under the last heart surgery, Dr. Sally said, I'm a good doctor, but I can't heal nobody. Only God can heal. That's the surgeon I want. That's the doctor I want. That's the church I want that will teach our people and teach myself Jesus is the great physician. He is the one that will help you and I to make the right decision. It may be wrong to everybody around you, but it's wrong, it is right because you prayed about it first. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for this portion of this scripture. And Lord, I, I just ask you to bless us, to bless this church.